This week on Sidetracked, we expand the studio audience, dive into the ultimate call-out challenge, and find out about blue balls and Mike's Hard Lemonade? Stay tuned. Radio Plaza at Life Media Studios, sidetracked with Armstead and Push. Brought to you by the Second Baptist Barn Grill, your exorcism specialist. Well, good evening and welcome to yet another episode of Sidetrack. They haven't been able to kick us off the airwaves yet, and they probably should have after last week's four-hour marathon session of an episode that Turned out absolutely awesome. My name's Armstead. My name is Posh. And I'm Drob sitting in. Yeah, we got Drob, and then... Uh, this is Booms. We got Booms, I mean... And Mr. Engineer, we got, yes, we we got we like, get, groupies and we've, stuff. We've... One half radio plaza is ready to burst at the seams right now. Like we to turn this show studios. into Opie and Anthony with all the <laughs> other voices you're going to hear. <laughs> well, I think we had a couple first tonight. We had a water pump change. On the show, and yeah, we also had a yeah. barbecue. Quite the night here at Sidetrack Bowling. Yeah, no, it was uh, adventurous, and it, uh, no, it was uh, interesting to say the least. We were running behind schedule because of said water pump change, and I know we were going to work on my truck at one point, and then we just said, screw it, and I cracked open beer, and then we fought with that water pump. And Well, since you're all practiced <sighs> up, I know another truck that's leaking, so... <laughs> Oh, oh good. You don't have it here, Mr. Deerslayer 3000. Yeah. I've had my fill of uh, working on the fronts of cars. He hates yesterday. John Deere so much that I, he hits deers with his car. A, not, a, not on purpose. 22 years with a driver's license, 500,000 miles racked up in this state, never hit one until yesterday. Bastard. That small deer ain't taking down angry grandpa. No. I think he's going to rust to death before anything else kills it. This. I don't give a damn. Thank the you, Bobby sex, Ross. Sexiest uh, Mercury station wagon to ever hit the hey. road right there. I don't have any shame. I'll drive the beater as long as it keeps the, the truck nice. <laughs> Man, what an episode we got in store tonight. I mean, it's going to be hard to back up on what we had go on with uh, the call-in show. That was just stupid amazing, and we tried divvy it, cutting it up. And you can't. It's just, just it was can't. too. It was too timely. Too much good stuff. We just let it fly. Oh, the content there was amazing. And I mean, I I apologize for you guys sitting through four hours worth of stuff, but God, every minute of that was worth it. And you will be hearing probably every voice you heard will be back on the show at some point in the future. Actually, from what I heard, uh, Bibbs is going to be on another show on Pulling Radio Network in the near future. Yeah. Yep. So. Uh, Stay tuned to all the shows, as always. I mean, start Sunday night with Kenny Eggleston. Then we got uh, Jason Schultz with the Let's... Or, excuse me, Sunday night starts with Kenny Eggleston with... Uh, it's it's about all about It's About Men. Then uh, Monday, we roll into Let's Grow Pulling with Jason Schultz, power, beer money pulling team powered by Bud Light. Then following up with that, Pullcast Live with Kenny Eggleston. He specially gets two shows. 
Then, He's uh, good like that. Oh, yeah. Tuesday nights, we have, uh, oh, Mr. James Phillips with uh, Hot Rod Mini Show. Hot, Mod, Hot Rod Mini Show. And uh, who else we got on Tuesday? Full Pull with Ray Full. and Adam. Oh, they had a good show last or Yeah, well, they did. We're oh, recording they did. on Wednesday. Last night with uh, uh, Mr. Perry from TS yeah. Performance. And actually, they really got into some of the cool stuff with data loggers that TS sells. And we happen to know the guy who designs those for TS. And uh, I think we're going to, we might we're try to get him on. We're going to have to recruit him in. Yeah, we're going to have to, I don't know what we're going to have to do to get him on, but it'll be an interesting episode. That's that's, sure. that's going to be the thing is what, what are we going to have to ply Servo with to get him on the show, first of all? And then, second of all, the we call this show Sidetracked. That guy is whip smart and he'll take you down some roads you didn't anticipate. I know you're going to have to have a lot of spit cups. <laughs> oh, that's fine. You know what? Adam's doing a great job with that full pole show. I mean,. Well, I'm going to leave it at that. <laughs> I do oh. want this show to air. So, no, got to pick at Ray Taluki. He's our uh, head of Pulling Radio Network. Fearless and, uh, leader. He does a great job making sure uh, everybody's semi-satisfied. So, got to love him for that. Then Wednesdays, we got uh, the Kentucky uh, Pullers Report. Your Kentucky Pulling News. Or yep, with Jesse with, Dawson. With uh, Jesse Dawson. Don't get to talk to Jesse nearly enough, but... You don't he's part, quiet. Yeah, he stays to himself. And f- then we got that new show. He doesn't want to be uh, corrupted. I won't see influenced. Corrupted <laughs> by the insanity that surrounds him by uh, with the other hosts on the network. And then we got that new show on at Wednesday nights also. Who is that guy? Uh, Dave Foltz, Behind the Holler. Oh. Or, anymore, it's uh, Foltz and Calvert because... Uh, he seems to be looping Jason Calvert in two weeks in a row now. So, but he's starting off something pretty cool. Look forward to in the future, kind of taking off the hookers and blow like we did a little bit, getting a little technical with stuff. I know I'm eagerly uh, yeah. anticipating. And he's actually going us one. Walk. He's going us one better by actually going to the shops. Awesome! I ca- I can't wait. Please do. I mean, you know, we 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 innovate a lot with what we do here, but it's let's grow the network and. You know what, guys? Come on. Cool. We got a lot of cool things to do. And then, as always, Thursday nights. We got Start nothing. off with one of the greatest shows out there. 7 o'clock, Eastern Daylight Time now. Yeah, Eastern Standard Daylight the Godfather. Time. Godfather. Godfather Eric Pruitt. You know what? That guy, I cannot say enough about him, and that's one guy I hope I never disappoint in my life because not that he'd ever hold it over my head, but I just feel that damn guilty about it. He's he's an awesome dude, and he's got a w- great sense of humor. But we do th- we got to admit it. He, he's the adult in the room amongst he, the, the hosts. He is our godfather. He is who we look up to. And uh, I'm not gonna lie, when he took his little sabbatical, uh, we missed him bad a few weeks ago. You know, month month ago now, a month and two months ago. God, it's been Time beginning flies. April. Came back. It, it was a really big hole for me. You know, it was kind of that solid person you always look to and. Godfather, we appreciate that out of you, and uh, thank you. Thank you for everything you do, keeping us lunatics on the rest of the network. (laughs) And that leads us into the Thursday 8 o'clock show, which is... Unmentionable on most radio networks. (laughs) Sidetracked, Armstead and Posh. Circus that has one and a half rings. On a good day. Depends on what the elephant did on the way into the tent. Oh God, we're we're. I had to laugh. Jason Schultz did a live feed video earlier this week, and I happened to be on Facebook at the time, so I hopped on there. 
And uh, Jason Schultz, beer money pulling team. Alcohol related right there. Powered by Bud Light. Okay, even more alcohol related. But he's soliciting. Says he's a more sober show than us. Well, oddly, he. He's everybody's, right. <laughs> everybody's more sober than us. <laughs> kidding? But then, you know, he's, he's sponsored by Bud Light, but then he's soliciting your Bush. pictures with Bush. 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 Oh. I, mean, I, I would Bush at, at the I risk of, at the risk of alienating some of our listeners, perhaps. But we give you crap for drinking Bud Light, but Bush? Oh God! I don't even lower myself to that standard. No. I mean, I did, or I will. Well, we all we no. all did we all when did. we were twenty one. But do what you got to do. Yeah, but. we're gonna say twenty one because that's what we can legally say over the airways. No, I was but. a good boy. I waited till I was twenty one. Really? Yeah, actually, the only time I drank before I was twenty one. I got hammered over in England because it was legal. Wow. Wow. That says a lot. <laughs> I, I, we're really starting to figure some things out here tonight, aren't we? I haven't held back since. <laughs> we're not going to go into that. I know my parents are listening, and you know what? I, I came in high about it because I know they know every damn time it happens. So, <laughs> so be Actually, it. you know what? Sorry, I, Mom and Dad. I was, I'm this surprised is, you haven't killed me yet. This is how smart I was about it. The, the night I turned 21, um, my buddy Richard and I were supposed to go to the National Farm Machinery Show. Uh, it would have been 1999, I think. And he couldn't go for whatever reason the, the, the first night. Um, so I drove down Wednesday, watched the session, and at midnight I turned 21. So I went down to the Kroger bought a six-pack of beer, went back to the hotel room and drank it. And I was, whatever it is from here to there, 350 miles away from anybody who knew me by name. And that was my 21st birthday. Well, at least it was at the National Farm Machinery Show. Hey. I mean, come on. At least it was at a poll. I think my 21, 21st birthday lasted like a year. <laughs> <laughs> well, drinking Bud Light, I'm not surprised. I mean, it probably took you that long to get <laughs> No, my 21st was celebrated at the Pink Elephant Bar. Mm. And Why am I surprised? And was culminated by me uh, changing my name to Ralph by the end of the night. Just as long as you didn't get any on the felt of the pool table. No, no. And I, God, I was stupid drunk and should have been playing pool and it was a bad night. So, but... Evan, you're awful quiet about this. Yet another reason why I did my 21st better. birthday where no one knew me because I couldn't be put through any of that crap. I didn't have that. I did have a choice. I got my choice, but why not go to the family legacy bar? And <laughs> he's laughing, but he knows. I know. I don't. Yeah. I go to that bar within a half hour of me getting there, or before I got there. There was a family member of mine in that bar. <laughs> I've still got. I'm still sitting on a coin in my wallet. I got two. Let's go. Come on. Let's do it. All right. Drop, Evan. Having fun. See ya. <laughs> I got I got a coin for free beer at the bar. <laughs> oh, so I guess we could fire off the news. I mean, yeah, we let's got our uh, fancy ringtone. We're uh, we're into it now. Still starting off kind of slow for sidetrack productions. We uh, the pulling season's starting to ramp up, but uh, this weekend, this first week, one for uh, sidetrack, first one for for us as sidetrack productions, and it'll be you, um, yes, out on this coming Sunday. Yeah, I will be out in Tilbury, Ontario, 
And if you have no idea where that is, don't worry. I didn't know about it till about two weeks ago when I made a trip down there. I only know where it is because on hockey night in Canada on Saturday nights, there's there's always these really, let's call it there, lame ass commercials for the Tilbury Auto Mall. <laughs> yeah, that is the bulk of the town. Yeah, actually, from what I've been told from Mister Jay Sutherland, neighbor, it they're called Tillbillies down there. Ah, <laughs> that explains a lot about the commercial. Yeah, it's stuck between uh, Windsor and Chatham, right along the, what is that, 401 down there? Yeah. And, uh, no, it's a cool little town, a great little site I'm going to, home of the Banau, I believe is how you pronounce it, uh, family, and uh, great little track they got on there, great family, got to spend some time with uh, mom, dad, and uh, Richard, who we've gotten a very good business relationship with, who... Drew up our business cards, which is part of the yes. reason I went down there and did a fantastic job. You'll see pictures of that on Sidetracked in the coming days just because, yeah, the guy's young, 16, I believe, and just yeah. did a phenomenal job for us. Starting all, off starting off a side business already at that young, and so we want to support does, him, and he, he did a great job for us. He does hero cards, he does business cards, and just a phenomenal job with graphic design already, and I got to give him props. So that, but I also met his uh, brother, Rob. Uh, great family, had a great time, lots of laughs down there, but I will be returning there uh, this weekend to announce the uh, Kent Essex Garden Tractor Pulling Club's uh, first pull of the season, so. Very nice. Yeah, and also, I'm the, the PPL opens up this week as well, right? Slew to South Carolina, Slew so. P- PPL started and NTPA. NTPA started their their the regional season last weekend with the the traditional kickoff the Pine Tops 300 in Eastern North Carolina good event two dayer uh, it's a Region Four hook and uh, some out of town tractors uh, showed up and made the haul down there uh, the Deck family came out of Nebraska yeah. to come over and run Lee Butts from up here in uh, Fairgrove Michigan went down with the Press on Super Farm uh, Stan Shelton with his new to him mini rod getting a win first time out uh, with the mini so that's good for the Shelton team. And, uh, yeah, now we're into the, the Grand National and Grand American season starts. Salute to South Carolina for PPL. And the first, a brand-new Super National for NTPA at the Galat Motorsports Park in Benson, North Carolina. Super National. Yeah, kind of kind of an area that you never really think of NTT, NTPA or PPL being at. You know, the Carolinas at East Shore, the Atlantic, you, you don't think about Pulling being prevalent there, and now we're being proven wrong with a lot of new events coming on in the past few years. And uh, great to ha- know that you know what the National Tractor Pulling Association is national, at least east of the Mississippi. So yeah, you know, and Pro Pulling League as always just doing a phenomenal job out there. I mean, we know them from their ATPA days, the pre-runner for PPL. So. Yeah, we had. Uh, I went on a little field trip on Saturday. Yes, Sidetrack polling guys know where we were, but can't tell who or why we were there. But it's interesting, you know. Everybody's rushing to get ready, and you would think, you know, you go to some of these bigger. Does it have anything to do with the shirt you got on right now? Uh, maybe, yeah. maybe. That's an expensive shirt. <laughs> I didn't pay it's for custom. It. You pay extra for that. <laughs> Thanks, Adam. <laughs> <laughs> You know he's sitting there grumbling right now, wrenching on another glider unit. <laughs> so yeah, so the point is, it's interesting. You know, we're when we when everybody's pulling, we were talking to Derek Rose, or we will be talking to him, and he brought up you know 
no one's ever ready and you're you're thinking all right we're going to these big time shops they got to be ready everything's probably washed no armor all you know ready to go you know <laughs> cool they're all story. kicking back and we walk in there and uh van van hazley the owner of van hazley starts tearing apart a semi and adam's over there helping with a semi and he's got patty running for parts and you know we're like oh is that all you got left of the semi he's like no, I still got front and rear ends blown out from Bowling Green, and this truck ain't ready, and that truck ain't ready. And <laughs> yeah. They had they literally had like five mods in there that none of them were ready. Some had to be engine dynoed, some had drive lines they had to put in them. The semi didn't work. I mean, everything's in a million pieces. Yeah, pay the bills. And, you know, they're waiting for parts, and I'm like, I guess I wasn't too far behind the curve. I guess. But, no. Well, yeah. we saw that too last week when uh, Jason Schultz did that live feed from uh, Salem Bean Performance, walking around the shop there, and there's you know there's what eight ten different tractors in various right states of disassembly and you were right it's, up against it it's not like they had all winter to wrench no, on no no <laughs> well you know what it's pulling season starts in mid-may and, and really you know here in michigan we don't get going till till the first of june but really it's like the fourth of july weekend is the coming out party for yeah. everybody finally being done <laughs> that that's when you actually see everybody out for a full tour yeah them few lucky few that get out early Get the couple test passes, isn't so that, to speak. In some sense, isn't that kind of really stupid? I mean, it, we'll spend what you know. And so even at, even at the levels that we're at here in Michigan, you know, fifty, eighty grand on this this toy, and not have it out till the Fourth of July. Play with it for eight weeks, and then you throw it back in a corner That's and neglect say. it again until Memorial Day, and they go, oh, "Crap, I got to rebuild this thing." That's just it. You know, we get three months to play with our toys up here, so that means. My basic math from school, three minus from 12, nine, nine well, put months. Put your shoes back on, that stinks. <laughs> and he does need to take his shoes off because he's missing a few fingers thanks to a snowblower incident. Well, I, I, <laughs> no. and, and, oh, that's both, right, they did sew him back on. And you both know of them count up to one. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and you know what's funny is every time he's counting, he gets to... 11 and he stops counting, but maybe it's really 10 and a half. I don't yeah. know. <laughs> no, that's what it really is, is 10 and a half. So. <laughs> hey, this hand goes to 11. That's one more than 10. <laughs> you know, you get nine months to go play and you can't have your toys ready for the three months you get to. It's mind boggling. You know what I think a lot of it is? And you could see it when we were down there and we've experienced it. It's like, okay. You know, you get through the Christmas, you get through the Thanksgiving, right? You get through the New Year, and you're like, all right, we're going to get on it in February, right? Let's get this going in February. And you're like, I know there's new stuff coming out, right? Let's wait. I, I know there's new stuff coming. I know there's new turbos. I know there's new yeah. pumps. You hear all the things. So everybody just waits and just waits till, okay, after May, I know there's nothing new coming out. So yeah, it's we're going to start now. May, you know? Yeah. So I think that has a lot to do with it, you know, and why people. Could be true. Silly. Anyway, uh, any other news items anybody else has got? That's it. I mean, next major news item for us will be our guest next week. Yep. Uh, as we uh, we're going to kick bring off our, in a new season. We're going to kick off our season here uh, Friday, June third, uh, for the Thumb Tractor Pulling Association. So yeah, we'll go. You know, we we pretty much know he's going to be on with us. The president of TTPA, Tony Hewitt, will join us next week. Uh, to, to preview that i'm really excited for that i kind of want to hear where he thinks the season's gonna go and where how thumb's gonna grow i mean we're looking at uh 
you know, new events popping up here and there. One we for haven't sure. been to in a long time. For and sure, one new one on the calendar. We lost a couple, too. Um, I mean, it, 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 that's how it goes. I mean, the two we did lose off, lose off the top of my head, the one we absolutely were going, why the hell is this one keep going? But another one. We Not understand so much a surprise. Yeah. The, the numbers, you know, for the one was, wasn't there, and it wasn't anything Thumb did. It wasn't anything the promoter no. did. It was Mother Nature. Yeah. They just rained hell on this place the past two years. It's hard to make it go. So, no, I'm really excited to have uh, Tony on and uh, see where Thumb Tractor Pullers is going to go this season. Is he going to be in studio? I think he might be, yeah. Oh, okay, cool. Cool. So, uh, that it? Evan, you got any news? No, I'm pretty good. You're good? He's our solid anchor that we have here. You think you're good? You sure? I think we should make Evan the intern. Evan the intern. It has a ring, but the legs just don't work for me. Yeah, sorry. (laughs) Or the hair. I don't know. I don't like like interns with beards. (laughs) I'll second that. (laughs) Not only that, the hair on the legs is just, ooh. I can get past that. What? Yeah, you've been married really? a while too. <laughs> no, no, you poor man. <laughs> well, with that, that's it for the news. That's it for the news. Obituaries, none, none. That's great. That that's like three, three four, weeks four, four weeks in a row. Four weeks in a row. Four, three. Three for three? sure. Three for, for sure. Yeah, I think cool. the chicken was the last big loss we had. That was a huge loss, and let's take boy, a minute that get, here. Boy, did that get some play. <laughs> wow. I was going to take a minute here hey, to honor the Amber, chicken again, but... <laughs> you realize that these guys are talking about your dead chicken? Yeah. <laughs> it's a loss in the polling family. I mean, I'm sure the Gravert family was a graver, however you pronounce it, I can never get it right. But They're still eating bacon as a result. <laughs> But I'm sure they were at a, quite a momentous loss for their family. So, but I mean, hey, they had full week of celebration with two birthdays. So that brings yeah, us into did. our next segment: birthdays, 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 birthdays. All right, everybody, pull up their cell phone. If Evan, you've got anybody you want us to you, uh, recognize for birthdays, and or not appropriate for the. What are you doing over there? Wow, she does have. Never mind. <laughs> assets. They're called assets. Keep it clean, please. <laughs> you know what we haven't heard yet? Sidetracked after dark. You know what we haven't and heard yet? Three. I, I do know what we haven't heard yet. One. Yeah, we'll wait till after birthdays because he's expecting it now. Just as we're going through birthdays, feel free to insert at some point in time. Okay. Because yeah, he's starting to expect it. It's killing it. I, I actually starting we, to expect it. I think we missed it last show. No, you didn't. No, oh, no. No, we, we didn't. Okay, no, good. No. We was... made sure we fired that off during the news. <laughs> All right, birthdays. <clears throat> Let me pull this up here. And actually, after the last uh, birthday episode I was on, I, I've been just friend requesting people like crazy so I can participate here. Pullers? Oh, yeah, yep. Anybody. Up to six. <laughs> You're up to 16 friends on He's Facebook now? Fr- friend requests him like crazy. He's gotten three responsives. I don't know. And they've all been bots. <laughs> I don't know. What, I, I legit don't know what the hell I did with my personal Facebook, but since last week's show, like I'm getting friend requested about four or five people an hour. That used to be four or five people a week. Really? Yeah. All dudes. No. Really? 
Yeah, must be a virus. <laughs> Damn bots. <laughs> all right, all right, all right. Well, half of them you're already friends with. I mean, it tells me mutual friends, and your name's at the front of all of them. So. <laughs> See, they got to me first. I mean, I'm sorry you don't have these rugged good looks. Yeah, you're rugged, all right. <laughs> all right, birthdays. What do we got here? My first one's on Sunday, and I've got, I got two. A, I got a Saturday. Oh, who you got on Saturday? Well, you got one today, but I think, didn't you cover him? Oh, never mind. We're talking Thursday. Thursday, yeah. yeah. We're Thursday, sorry. Yeah, on Saturday, 28 years old. Happy birthday out to Darren Hunt, pilot of the Living in a Dream Pro Stock out of Kentucky. There you go. Drive you, anybody? Yeah, I got, tomorrow I got Braden Fleece, Fleece ah. Performance. Oh, nice. 36 years old. Derek brought him up, or you'll hear him in the interview. Uh, built the motor. Very solid contributor to the diesel world. Oh, absolutely. Evan? Absolutely nothing. Derek Rose. He's not even on birthdays right now. Wow, that was weird. I don't know what's going on. Wow, that is weird. You just went all deep. I don't know. Yeah, I got all, uh, my mic's all fuzzy. Yeah. Anyway. Hey, there it goes. Yeah, good. Yeah, we we, we do have to mention Mr. Fleece because uh, Derek needs a new bullet. (laughs) All right. I've got two for Sunday, and I think you have the same, Charles. I got three, but yeah. First one, Mr. Gary Baker of Baker Pulling Engines. Yeah, good guy. Um, helps. He's helped us out personally with some of the events that we promote with sponsorship Absolutely. and whatnot. And uh, keeps a lot of the really tough antique iron going in this part of the country especially, but elsewhere too. The technology he puts into the antique motors, to me, rivals any open super stock out there with what he's doing. Because, yeah. I mean, he's taking a motor... You know, I understand open super stock, you got the 903s or 466, you know, for the IH guys. Those motors have been produced, the 466, only up within the recent decade. You know, and okay, they're punching out and they're getting the numbers out. This guy's taking a motor that hasn't been produced in 60 years. And with four cylinders, making damn near the same cubic inch as what they're doing with them damn 466s. It's it's pure amazement to me how it gets done. And the artwork that he puts into a bottom end with, you know, the the, the crank it machine to take a block that was three mains, now it's five, and still support the stroke that's going in. You know, limited RPM, and we're talking strokes that are double what it came off the factory floor with. Um, really, you know, Dave Fultz is doing the shop tour thing. Gary's would be a great place for us to oh, go and do, a, do a shop show and, and talk to him. Smart, smart guy. Retired from Ford Motor Company after, I think, 30 years or so. Had this side business going all along, and, and now that's his full-time job is Baker Engines. And you smart know, guy. I, I've got a chance to talk to him on a one-on-one level with uh, Mr. Mark Osborne. You heard in our uh, intro, and thank you again, Mark, Thanks, for Mark. that. Yeah. They, Brilliant. Love Mark. And Mark, for those of you who know Mark Osborne, he is a numbers engineering guy oh, who can take you down avenues into Not motors. just engineering. He knows everything. E- everything about everything. I And I've told him this, so it's not going to be a surprise to him to hear me say this. I don't know when he finds the time to be as well read as he is. I think I'm an OCD reader and consume a lot of stuff. This he knows about everything. 10 to 12 hours a day and still... But anyways... We were down at Original Gravity uh, Pub down in Milan, Michigan, microbrewery, and we had Gary Baker and Mark Osborne going one-on-one talking engineering and hearing the backstory of Gary and 
God, that guy, he just has some great, great stories growing up. So happy birthday to you, Gary. Next one I have. Well, I don't think his age is correct. I was just looking at that, and I'm starting to but laugh to myself. You know what? I'm going to call him out. <laughs> Happy birthday, Mr. Darren Kalisak, turning 84. You look amazing for 84. You do. Wow, and I, I really What's your secret? I mean, considering your dad hadn't been born for, what, probably 12 years? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Gotta love them miracle test tube babies nowadays. <laughs> just, just even just now is starting to get gray in his hair, but I mean he's eighty four. Oh, he awesome. looks good for his age. So happy birthday to you, uh, antique puller. So anybody, I got, I got one, one more, one more Sunday. Sunday. Yeah, okay. um, Ohio-based hot farm puller Roger Stoller is sixty four. Happy birthday to you, sir. Drop nothing for Sunday. Evan, you're not even holding your phone, so this can't be good. I don't have to look. I only have four birthdays from here to next week. Really? Yep. I got four in one day. Well, I don't have a lot of friends. No, we got to work on that. Wow, that sounded really sad. <laughs> I, it is. It I've really got, is sad. I've got one for Monday. Uh, Puller, you guys are not familiar with, but I've got to know. And uh, Actually, Charles, you'll know his relation, Mr. Connor Cook. Turning 21 years old. Uh, Ron Tatro's nephew. Uh, okay, yep. Guy who bought some tires off me is getting into uh, kind of a 10 hot farm class. Uh, Case 930, beautiful looking tractor, and I know they've put a lot of time and money into that, so it'll be a wicked beast to see. I know he's planning on coming to Armada, so we'll be able to give that tractor a good look over then. So, Rob? Nothing. Nothing. Nothing? Done for Monday. Tuesday. Tuesday. Got a couple. I got one for Tuesday. Go ahead. You go ahead. I know Charles and I have probably the same one of the same ones. One for sure. And I know he's listening. Shane Kellogg. Huh? Thirty one years old. It still blows my yeah. mind that he's younger than us. You know, I just gotta say that. I just how, how did does. you get Shane how much did you pay Shane? I mean you know, I got our lucky. Budget to I, pay I think off I think he listeners. was on Facebook and after like two days he was full on friends and I just got lucky to get in there. That's what I'm thinking. That's all right. I'm, I'm, I mean, you realize how what our limited budget is for listeners, and you just bring Shane Kellogg. Your pay is getting deducted. I'm not going to take anything away from Shane because that's a big name, but if, we're, no. if, if you're impressed with that for Tuesday, I'm going to blow your head away. Well, we're tight. Same, for, same hey. for me. Hey, we're tight. He talked to me at Bowling Green last year. Mm. Whoa. You're like important and stuff. Hey, boy. I Shine bought my one, shoes. I bought one. Of his, <laughs> he huh? gave me he gave me a discount on one of his t-shirts. No, he didn't. And with that, <laughs> <laughs> no, my buddy. No, no, he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Mister Bill Voorhees. Oh, we do have the same one. Yeah. I, yep. Happy birthday, Bill. No NTPA legend. Legend. Oh, the mod. Will Bill be oh. out this year? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I haven't heard that he wouldn't be. No, I think everything's getting f- refreshed. The tractor was for sale, but he puts it up for sale everywhere. That's nothing new. Hey, every <laughs> every vehicle's for sale. I mean, Midnight Mistress Mistress got sold and bought back. So, minus weight box or somebody should have bought back one. But yeah, yeah, it looks really good after dark when it's all lit up red. Billet rollers. Yeah. Yeah. It's, huh. it's custom. You pay extra for that. <laughs> think you gotta get 
get out of the sport and come back in like three, four years later, it at least kept some of these parts. <laughs> All right, you said you had another one for uh, t- Tuesday? I do. Current light limited super stock driver and soon to be pre committed light super driver for NTPA, Adam Spiegelberg, Ooh. is 27. Happy birthday, Adam. I didn't realize he was that close in age to me. Yep. So, uh, what do we got? Wednesday, Wednesday, Wednesday. Michigan uh, TTPA Pro Street driver Dave Sacker, last minute wrench in Ford. He's 50 and, on Wednesday. And his nephew, Billy Rada, <laughs> turning 20. That's kind of cool, not going to lie. Both. Uh, it is. Both in the seat of the last minute wrench in Ford and. Both have the birthday on the same day, and that's pretty cool. My son and I are thirty sitting, years apart, so that's pretty cool too. My my brother and I are um, eight days apart. And my son and I are two apart. But yeah, it would have been oh, cool wow. enough, cool to be the same. But I got another one. If I don't mention her, she'll yell at me. Uh, puller Nick Yake, antique puller from this mm-hmm. area. His uh, girl or fiance, soon to be wife, powder puff puller in the area, Katie Ellsbury. Happy birthday to her. We okay. will, of course, like with any lady, we will not. They have all your age, even though I know what it is, so. Let's see. That's all I got for the week. Any more for you? Nope. Evan? You okay? You sure? Sure. I'm glad. How much much electricity is going to his headphones right now? I mean, I love that, you know, we're a podcast over a radio network, and he nods his responses like everybody's going to see it. Yeah, the webcam's off this week. <laughs> hey, thank God. You're right. No, no, no. That last week, by the end, I mean, the, the sea of empty cans and whiskey bottles that were on this table. Oh, dear God, we did some damage. Oh, did we? Ooh. Oh, I felt, I felt horrible. Tuesday. That's the problem with going with a four-hour show. <laughs> <laughs> Our beer budget was busted. Oh, God, did we? Thank we God we took back empties. Out. <laughs> yeah, like you said, I remember you guys talking about. I'm like, we had a we had a meeting the night before. There's no way. Yeah, so did I. I had the same meeting. And yeah, yeah. So, but yeah, as always, wait. as always, if you have any obituaries or birthdays you want us to highlight, get a hold of us. AP at sidetrackpulling.com. Sidetracked with Armstead and Poach on Facebook. And if you, you know what, Charles, we haven't prompted our website in very often. You want to listen to any episode of Sidetracked, all the way back to that horrible, horrible first episode we did. The pilot, I think, is on there, too. We've come so far since then, both inches. It's, <laughs> you know, baby steps. So uh, I'm glad we've so somehow managed to get five listeners now. You said five, right, Evan, we were up to? Yeah, we're pushing for tens here in a little bit. Whoa! I, I can definitely well, tell where where our growth opportunities lie, and it happens to be in well, how much alcohol do, we do. Consume. Do we really have the budget for that? I don't know. Well, can we afford ten the, people? I don't know if we can handle that kind of bandwidth. Well, well, you know what's crazy? How big Life Media Studio is. We have like thirty percent of the listening audience in the room. <laughs> Coming soon to the Pulling Radio Network, from the show that brought you the first ever live call-in program, we're going to bring you live studio audience. <laughs> yeah, but then who's going to listen to the show? They've already heard it as we record it. Uh, it well, I mean... Oh, that means we got to pay more people. Oh, God. 
I mean, we got five of the seven listeners here right now. <laughs> I'm just the air talent, man. Don't ask for marketing decisions from me. Intern Evan might get a boost to a PR side. Yeah. There's no budget for that. No. There's no budget. Didn't I, say it came with a pay increase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's, it's just for status. So what do we got in store for the show tonight? I mean, we didn't even really give a preview. No, we didn't yet. Well, yeah. This is a podcast. We can go back and, and we can do whatever out. we want. Tonight, our guest is going to be Derek Rose from DNR Customs, a competitor at the Ultima Callout Challenge. We're going to get a little bit of insight into not just the goings-on at DNR Customs and, and the Blue Balls drag truck, but what's it like to be involved in an event such as that one and, and pioneering something uh, from the inside. You know what, though? One question i got to remember to ask him. Where do you get a Recaro Racing booster seat? <laughs> they make Recaro Racing baby seats. I know. I've get, I work for a vending company. We have the Recaro plant in Auburn Hills, and we have the Recaro baby seat plant. And just before my boy was born, I walked in there to fix one of the vending machines, and I'm waiting for it to be escorted in, you know, because high, high security place. And I'm looking around going, who in the F? pays this much for a damn booster baby seat that they're going to be in six months or nine months. Really? And then I'm like, you know what? I'd buy one. <laughs> you know what, Andrew? You'll get that on the big jobs. <laughs> Take a drink. Sidetrack drinking game. All right. I had a request. I had a request. Uh-oh. We have to explain the sidetrack drinking game rules. This is going to, you know what's going to happen here now. This is, it, for those people who are local Southeast Michigan, people are going to get this reference and the rest of you aren't and too bad because you not actually now they're online. But this is going to evolve into like the stump the staff rules that Drew and Mike used to have. Yeah. <laughs> it's going to get weird. So first rule is anytime Andrews uses one of his catchphrases, you drink. Mm-hmm. Which my catchphrases might be. Well, oh. in other words, or you'll have, have that on big, big jobs. jobs, or what other ones do I have? Oh, well, I can't remember. We highlighted a few of them, like, like week five or six or something. Yeah. Go back and listen. You'll know. You'll hear them regularly. I mean, it's kind of how she Oh, goes. that's beside the point. That's beside the point. Just going for that one. How's she going, going say, eh? How's she going, eh? How's she pulling, eh? How's she pulling, eh? Um, then anytime you hear Charles's drop. Charles's drop. You suck. And is this go. true? Yes, it's true. This man has no dick. You have to shotgun a beer. That's point blank because that's a one-hit wonder. So yeah, you got to do that full shotgun beer. So anytime you hear Bobby Ross say "I don't give a damn," you have to say "Thank you, Bobby." I don't Ross. give a damn. Thank you, Bobby Ross. <laughs> Thank you, Bobby Ross. So I mean, this game is gonna evolve and. Uh, Thank God this airs on a Thursday, so most people can call it on a Friday and get a long weekend, but um, you're going to see more and hear more of it, and uh, I think we're having fun with it. it we definitely are. Well, we're having Clearly. fun with this whole thing, because I mean... You we drank a lot. Yes. Yep, yep, that one too. I mean, uh, that or any time we screw up and forget somebody's name, or at least I do, you're going to drink a lot there too, so... I don't about, know. I don't, how see, about he's not old Andrew, enough to have CRS, so I don't know what his problem is. How about we take a drink every time Andrew can't pronounce a name correctly? I'm good with that. <laughs> hey, how, how about we take a drink every time Charles drops an F-bomb? 
<laughs> you ready to market? You ready, you ready to market? Uh, here we go. <laughs> Pull, you might as well fire up the damn. You make sure your damn uh, screens are up so you get a good time mark on it. <laughs> I'll behave. I'll behave. What's funny is is there's people out listening who have heard morning advice. That's a self-imposed rule in the F bomb. I'm just gonna state that here now. And as owner but, of the show, I can violate it as I please. Great heavens! What kind of radio show is this? This is a horrible, shitty show. We all know it. You ask us that every week. And <sighs> God damn, you think you'd know that by now. Where's the Larry King one? Last time I checked, it was my show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, even, those who know me know I have absolutely no right holding a microphone in my hand at any point in time. Because you have no filter. I have no filter. I'm the one on here keeping the F-bombs. I haven't been censored yet. I haven't been bleeped yet. Now, Mr. Professional here. Big words. Big words has been hit. I, I feel like we need to add big words to the drinking game. Yeah. Any, yeah anytime yeah, he's called big words. big words. No, anytime he says big words. <laughs> oh, no one would wake up by the end of the show. <laughs> I think he passed out before we got done with the news. Thanks for the nickname, Ray. <laughs> Ray. So, uh... But you said... Someone said something interesting. said, Andrew has no filter. I've seen him have a filter. Yeah, on the cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's only because it's so damn hard to find a pack of unfiltered camels anymore. But, God, the flavor is amazing. Why the hell would you smoke a camel? <laughs> that just takes the show to a whole new level. <laughs> Is it one hump or two? Does it spit on you first? <laughs> oh. Nice comeback! <laughs> uh, I silenced it. Wow, that's impressive. I, I do that about once a year. <laughs> It's a shame you wasted it so early in the oh, season. Oh, man. I, I burned it down with camel spit. <laughs> oh, dear God. With that, I'm going to go have a cigarette and take a break here. Uh, you know, beer. We're out of beer. So with that, this is Sidetracked on Pulling a Radio Network. Life Media Tech is your one-stop shop for multimedia. Photography, videography, live event productions, and web systems and infrastructure design and maintenance. Life Media can handle it all. Drew and I trust Life Media to use years of experience to bring sidetrack to you each and every week. Isn't it a time that you did the same? Serving Metro Detroit and the Blue Water area, contact Life Media directly at 810-689-4151. That's Life Media, 810-689-4151. And we're back on Sidetrack with Armstead and Post here on the Pulling Radio Network. Joining us now is our guest for this evening, owner of DNR Customs and a competitor at the recent Ultimate Callout Challenge, Mr. Derek Rose is on the other end of our lines. Good evening, Derek. How are you? Good, guys. How you doing? Oh, just another day in paradise, enjoying the wonderful, blistering, humid heat we just recently seemed to discover in the area. <laughs> they do yeah. see... They do say spring in Michigan happens on a Tuesday afternoon. They were a day late this year. <laughs> yeah. So, first off, tell us a little bit about that, you know, underpowered truck that you took out there, you know. I mean, the, the, a lot of our listeners are from out of state, don't know 
what exactly uh, Blue Balls is. Well, it was a truck, I guess, derived upon a daily driver, you know, 800 horsepower, and it just, uh, it was, you know, my daily back in the day, our, before I got uh, the blue truck, and um, we broke down at a couple events, and the old lady wasn't having it, so we um, decided to, you know, make effort and get a, get a race truck, and it's been, it's been about a three-year three-year build, you know, in the making, you know, starting out around that thousand horse mark. And the truck was a wrecked truck to begin with. So that's why the blue balls came about because it was, it was a hot mess. It was a wrecked truck. And then when we got it, it, uh, it was like the further I dug into it, it was like, you know, peeling back an onion. It was just the worst, you, worst you got into it, the worst things were, I mean, it was, it was a hot mess. So and it blue- took a lot more, took a lot more to get it, get it back to functional than what anticipated and every time i turned around i felt like i was getting you know kicked in the balls or you know blue balls <laughs> now didn't it have didn't that truck have another name before it became blue balls snowflake well we start yeah we started out with snowflake because it was a win, it was a winter project but that was just kind of uh i don't know if we can say that it was kind of gay <laughs> the only thing Funny. you can't say on sidetracked is the f-bomb i mean that's where we limit it so oh. okay no, no problem yeah Derek, so. and you're, you're you're with me and charles we have all girls so it's not that bad honestly <laughs> yeah. um so yeah i mean it you know it was it just started out as a project and you know like like any truck i mean you start at a certain level and you know you you do what you can afford and you break that because you always surpass that you know what you could currently afford or try you know or try to afford and uh surpass that and it's just been it's been a hell of a road and you know we learned i learned uh the hard way on a lot of things on you know skimping out on let's just say 14 millimeter main studs went with some 12 mils on one of my first big motors and thought it would be all right and um we were you know we were pushing the envelope but i i don't know if it was a main stud that failed something we ended up breaking a crank i mean it, it's not it doesn't happen very often but literally the nuts blew off of the main studs on it so uh that doesn't doesn't happen very often but we moved past that and ended up uh getting hooked up with the guys at fleece and they built they built a hell of a short block for the truck and that's kind of where the current setup was at and Last year was a really good year for us. We, you know, hit almost all the events. Didn't really win. Didn't, you know, I don't, like, have a big win or anything, but we were at all the events. We were making power. And drag racing's a lot, you know, it's kind of like sled pulling. You know, if you get, like, 10 or 15 competitors, nobody really talks about third place or fourth place. It's just because it's, like, sled or drag racing is like a bracket. So they don't really, you know, nobody, everybody forgets about third or second, even though you did really well and your times were good. So, we um we got noticed, you know, doing that. And I you know I ran all over the country. Shit, we went out to Denver, Colorado, and um, almost set the world record for Super Street out there, but had a hard time backing it up. Um, went down to Texas, set the world record um, for Super Street, and uh, nine basically nine and a quarter seconds, which uh, we had a lot left in the tank, but just fought traction, um, and then so. Late November or late October, I think we got contacted from Diesel World Magazine that they were going to be put on this ultimate callout challenge, and it was uh, it was it was really cool. At the time, it was you know it was like uh, I, I had other plans for the truck, so we ended up changing a lot of things up for the truck and just 
you know, setting it up for three events. That's, I don't know, do you guys want, do you guys want to explain a little bit what the, what the yeah, ultimate call well, is? we should, yeah. That, first, we need to tell what exactly Blue Balls is. As far as they know, this is just a drag truck. It's a third generation Dodge Common Rail. Four wheel drive, yeah. extended cab long bed. Or, excuse me, standard, standard. cab long bed that's undergone an, a serious, serious diet and even more so in the past winter. Yeah, and I want to. I want to just real quick, you know, on that. I think everybody wants to know is what what were you thinking when you went to the center steering? Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that's a cool detail. All right, let's. Go. So basically, we, me and um, my guy, my main, my main guy at the shop, AJ. We, uh, he, me and him put the center, the, basically the main hoop in it, and we got the main hoop done, and we were just kind of looking at it, and he's like. He's a monster truck guy. He's big into, you know, mud bogging and things like that. And he's like, you should put the seat in the center. And I was like, no, no, what the hell are you talking about, man? We're not, you know, you're crazy. So he's like, no, we should really put the seat in the center. He's like, who's got the seat in the center? I'm like, nobody. And, you know, and so I went home, thought about it, didn't really sleep that good, come back the next day, and I'm like, I put the seat in the center and sat in it, and I'm like, man, this could be pretty cool. So we, um... That was it. Other that was pretty much. He said, "Let's try it." I put it in the center, and I felt that we could kind of do a a safer cage. I was able to just build the cage really, you know, a little bit different than than the norm, and um, everything went really good on that. I mean, the, you know, it was a little, it was a pain in the butt. I mean, setting up the steering, and um, I mocked everything up off of a Willwood brake setup. Like, I called Willwood, they specced everything out for me, um, what I needed, how I had to do it, and so I built everything, like tubing, I mean, you name it. Well, we get this, we get this thing all done, and the damn brakes don't work. And they're, you know, I went, I talked from everybody in general sales to, I think, the owner, and they're like, it's, you know, one guy said it would work, the other guy said it wasn't going to work, so it was, uh, it was a, it was a feat. Our first event we went to, I had, I basically didn't even have no brakes. We had to put a trans brake valve body in the damn thing to go, to go drag racing. And it was a hot mess. So. Yeah. And for us, we're sitting here thinking who needs brakes. Right. I got to tell you, the videos of that did look kind of cool with you bumping it into the beams, like a pro mod. <laughs> yeah, it was, I mean, it, it worked. If we had more time to, to develop it, um, it would it would work. But the problem with I think the four wheel drive chassis and a trans brake is is your your chassis is more in like a relaxed state. So when you go to you know when you go to spank it in the ass right off the line, the truck was just kind of rolling out, and then it would just unload the tires because I had no I couldn't I couldn't load the load the chassis at all. Versus when we're on the foot brake, the chassis is all bound up, you know, kind of just you know nose down a little bit, kind of ready to go and when we release, we get that little bit of a body roll, and you know we we actually we can load the back tires. So that's why I kind of went back to you know, and I had to redesign the whole thing, go back to a foot brake, which absolutely sucked. Took me three or four times to get it right. <laughs> so. So how did the how did the come on your radar? I mean, they reached out to you for Ultimate Callout Challenge, and I guess my first question is with things like UCC and the. The uh, DPC. Why are these events always out west in the mountains? I have no clue. It, it don't even make sense because I mean, shit. Half the competition 
drove, you know, across the Mississippi to get there. And um, I'm not sure why. I mean, if they just like to throw elevation into the factor, um, you know, I, I don't know. I mean, besides it's, I mean, it's, I mean, I don't want to sound corny, but it's way prettier out there. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it was, I mean, Utah was awesome. I mean, it was, it was really cool being in Salt Lake. Uh, and I know I've been out to Denver where they hold the, uh, uh, diesel power challenge and that's really nice too i mean it's you know everywhere you go where we live kind of in a, in a two-dimensional world you know we see a, a hill we go over an overpass you know out there you you actually get to see something so it's really neat did you uh end up picking up any extra wives while you're out in utah nope nope but let me tell you what i am a lightweight when it comes to alcohol like you know three four drinks and i'm done i went, well, I went out there factor, and i could not even get a buzz really <laughs> it was Oh no, because the alcohol is like three point two. Oh, that's true. Yeah, that is. Yeah, right. three point two beer, and then I I don't really drink much beer, and uh, I'm more of like a mixed drink guy. And they you couldn't have a Long Island, so because you can't have more than one shot in a drink. So we went out to one bar, and so we were making our own drinks. Everyone was just ordering shots, <laughs> and then uh, like with a glass of Coke, and then we were just making our own because you know you can only get you know one alcohol. So it was. It was kind of boring out there to actually drink and have fun. Hey, Derek. That's, I went out there in January, and we imported all of our stuff in yeah. from Nevada. You're talking to the guys from Sidetracks. Mike's Harm Lemonade is not a mixed drink. <laughs> <laughs> Ouch. Thanks, wow. Thanks, Rob. Thanks, Rob. See, we, that, oil, that oil pan price is uh, <laughs> starting to go up. I'm going to go it's funny. It's funny the guy. It's funny that the guy giving you shit is the one in the room drinking pond water. <laughs> <laughs> he actually, Drob got a hold of me, or got a hold of us on the way in. He goes, "Hey, do I need to bring beer?" I go, "No, we got enough beer. I got a case with me, and we got a twelve pack there. We should have enough to do a show." And I go, "Don't worry, we got some canned water for you too." <laughs> as he's down in Bud Light, so all of us are on high test. <laughs> Doesn't bode from well for the mistress. I mean, come on. <laughs> but anyway, back to the ultimate call-out challenge. So this wound up being, it seems like, and you tell me for sure, being on the inside, this wound up being quite the deal, quite the thing to be a part of. It Really, you had all the, I don't think anybody was missing, really, was it? No, I mean, you know, there, Ed, when the competition first became back in November and October, you know, and, the, and they did this call-out list, basically, you know, we got, you know, we got called, like, you know, it was not something you inquire about, it's something that they call you on, so yeah, it was really cool to be, you know, called upon, and, um, and you know, at first, when they started doing their list, it was going to be 20 guys, but then I personally feel, you know, they got a sign of what, you know, money, and because we had to, as a competitor, we had to buy in, we had to buy our slot, it was 1500 bucks a piece you know, for, uh, to buy in, um, basically, you know, that was ensuring that, you know, you were going to actually have a, a truck and not back out, you know, and put your money where your mouth is kind of, you know, yeah, a, and a, a punk out fee. <laughs> so, um, they, the, the big thing was, is, you know, is there guys that make more power? Yeah. I mean, you know, there's a lot of, you know, the big sled pulling guys that have been making 2,500 to 3000 horsepower for years and still continue to do it today. But the fact is they were, they were looking for, you know, a truck that could kind of do all three events. Go down the strip, you know, do a, do a good number on a chassis dyno and, and pull a sled. So, you know, the ultimate truck at that point was probably a super street style truck like mine. So, you know, we went into the competition, 
you know, feeling pretty good and confident um, that, you know, I, you know, had a, had a pretty stout truck to, to go there. And I felt like we were going to be way underpowered um, compared to the other guys. But, you know, I think we ended up fourth, fourth or fifth in the dyno. Yeah, which, you were right there. Hell, I mean, that's, you know, that, that's not too bad for what, for what was out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went up against, there's went up against a lot of en- endless bank accounts, I call it. So uh, we, I, I was real happy with the way, you know, way the truck is. And we sat, you know, we were, we were in second place all the way until, you know, the sled pull and when we, you know, when we lost the motor. And it happens, you know, it, I heard it, I heard it in the drag strip or, um, we were having a little problems with our tranny, and we uh, just over-revved it. And I think the rings were a little hurt before we even went out there. And um, we just, you know, we ended up we ended up losing a hole in, on on the drag strip. And I just made a call that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna give this thing a little giggle gas off the line. And if the turbo's light, I'm putting it to the floor till it stops. Either the sled stops me here, or it stopped. And Unfortunately, uh, it stopped before the sled was going to stop me, and uh, we uh, the rest was the rest was history. <laughs> yeah, and I got—I mean, we've all been in the situation, and I've been in the situation. And if you've pulled it, what was going through your mind when you're sitting there and you're doing well in the points, right? I mean, you're up there, and you know you do well in the poles. You might have a shot at this thing, and you know that that motor's hurt and could cost you literally tens of forties of thousands of dollars. And you just oh, yeah. go out there and you say, let's give a little nitrous to get going. Let's see what happens to this thing. I mean, what's going through your mind or Nicole's mind at that point? I guess. <laughs> That's a real question. What's I, going through I, Nicole's I mind? Mean, I, I mean, I won't, I won't bullshit. I mean, we're, you know, we're pretty strong-hearted people, and we, you know, she's, she's all for this. And, I mean, she was in tears probably that night or the night before when we went back after the drag strip, knowing, you know, we, you, you guys know Joel Gerard. He, uh, he was at he was there and we had to literally um, we had a problem the dipstick was blowing out and if you guys know why a dipstick's gonna blow out we had a little bit too much crankcase pressure so Joel took care of that and he uh, electrical taped that you know up being, <laughs> being, the, being the lineman he is he grabbed some tape and uh, he taped her up so we didn't have that problem anymore but uh, well we, we know we, Joel we, be we listening oil, so we put oil on the hood or not on the hood but on the windshield um, on the drag strip so it was. You know, I, I didn't. It, it was upsetting. We knew we knew it was hurt. I mean, I talked to Chase Fleece and I talked to um, Steve Rodney from Diamond Pistons, and we kind of all made the agreement. I'm like, guys, what do, what do we do? I mean, we're sitting in second place. We we have to run this thing. I mean, we, you know, and they're like, yep. <laughs> so we, um, you know, I I pulled it out of the trailer, and it's just sitting there running on five cylinders, and I'm like, oh god, you know what I mean? This. I pulled the injectors out and everything. We took them to Industrial Injections Fuel Shop. I had all the injectors tested because I didn't have time to do a compression check. And honestly, I didn't really want to know. I was just hoping. It was <laughs> no, no data so, is good data. <laughs> yeah. So after all the injectors passed, we kind of realized that a hole was hurt, and uh, I just we just made the decision and um, backed it. You know, I went over the scales, and everyone's looking at me funny, like it's uh, something's wrong, and I'm just. You know, deer in the headlights, I wasn't paying no attention. And uh, we, um, it actually started, once it got some heat in it, believe it or not, it started to, the mist started to go away when I backed up to the sled. Um, it expanded just, swelled it, it swelled up under the heat just enough to seal it off. Yeah, just just enough. She, she started to come back a little bit, and 
and Joel was uh, there. He was lining me up, got me in the groove where he wanted me, and um, and uh, I just, you know, I, I I tugged on the sled, and and it was there, and I started to bring up the Chargers, and they wouldn't come at all. It was just I could tell it wasn't wasn't gonna be pretty. So I hit my spool jet, and uh, at earlier I was just bumping it, and it, it's all it would take just give her a little sniff, and the Chargers were coming right up. Well, that didn't work, so I had to just hold it. And, uh, <laughs> that I was just, the wrong time I mean, to take a sip of beer. <laughs> I just I just held it, and once the Chargers come up, I, I just put it to the floor and uh, let you know the rest is history. And, uh, we we were banging about, I think I, I, I seen 57.94 on my logger, and we were holding there for a while. I was trying to find a 5,800 on my logger, but it didn't, it didn't go there. <laughs> wow. And, um, it was, it was, it was going, I mean, it was, it was making power. And I think looking at the videos and trying to judge, I think it started to peter out right around about the 220 mark. And, um, and it, I mean, it was in third gear converter was locked, um, four low and it, it was digging. I mean, it was, I think we, when we pulled really early and the track was still a little damp, um, I think it was going to go, I mean, it felt like it was going to keep going. I don't know. I mean, it coasted, you know, it coasted quite a while. Um, but neither here or there, it, uh, it's, it caught on fire and that was a little upsetting. Uh, <laughs> I, I, so, so there, and then as, the, the first, I don't know if anyone's seen the video, the, the first fire extinguisher didn't work. No big deal, right? Well, the second fire extinguisher they had, that didn't work either, and my wife just about lost it. And um, <laughs> she dropped a few F-bombs on, on a few of the videos. <laughs> <laughs> so then uh, my, my buddy Milliken uh, comes in there and saves the day, and we just had, it wasn't a bad fire, basically just the oil blew everywhere and it was all over the, the uh, heat wrap on my hot yeah. pipe on my turbos and uh it just you know it was it was just you know going up more but, show than but, go there yeah more show no big deal and the shitty part was is i have to make mention of this we me and joel we well joel spent a little bit more time on it than me but we got we had an e-locker in the front of this thing for you know basically i bought my axle it had an e-locker in it so we wired it all up got it all working and Guess what we forgot to do on the starting line? <laughs> no. Yeah, I forgot. I forgot to hit the button for the e locker. Well, actually, I uh, was at the. At bar least you put with... it. At least you put it in four wheel drive. We seen some guys who forgot to do that. Oh no, without a doubt. Actually, I was at the bar with uh, with Joel and his wife Barb. Uh, what was that? Not this past weekend, but the weekend before. A pink elephant getting it down and. Yeah. Uh, he was telling me about your nitrous setup and all the damn switches you had set up to do everything. He goes, I don't know how he did it. He goes, all I know is he's grabbing buttons left and right. Because let's face it, you ran this truck on all fuel numbers before this, you know, as far as drag yeah, racing. Yeah, we now never, you have I mean, two, stage, I two three stages the nitrous of nitrous. Just for, because, you know, we were going to take a, you know, a pocket knife to a gunfight, so... We had, you know, we had to put some nitrous in it, and I still feel that our nitrous setup was, you know, just a little baby setup compared to what some of the other guys brought, and uh, I, I was happy. I mean, we it, it did it did enough, and I don't feel it really caused any of the damage that we, because I didn't run any nitrous on the drag strip. I, you know, I don't need it. We really don't need, we can't physically apply 2,000 horsepower to the ground on, a, on no, this drag yeah. truck yet. It's just not physically, you know, you, you just can't do it. It's just, you know, either blow the tires off or you'll blow the transmission, you know, and 
it just it just physically we're not there yet. So, well, I heard no. your nitrous slide up though. I mean, is it was a new thing for you? It was still better than the diesel sellers' uh, nitrous setup <laughs> on their truck. Yeah, yeah, they. Yeah, it was. They, they had, a bunch, they had a, bunch, a bunch of other a bunch of other issues at hand, and you know, not even it, it, the truck was. You know, it wasn't ready. You know, in a, in a sense, and there was a lot of guys in the same boat. I mean, a lot of people. You know, they asked us to bring everything you had and then some. So, you know, as you guys know, growing up in the pulling world, pulling, I mean, you're always, it's not like you're just sitting around twiddling your thumbs waiting to go to the next poll. I mean, it's always, shit, this broke, or I got to improve this, or I got to do that. And it's, you know, that's how, you know, imagine 25 guys coming together pretty much in the same boat. I mean, uh, hell, I, I wanted to have another month of testing in, you know what I mean? But we fought issues. I blew a head gasket. I brakes. I mean, the trans went. I mean, you know, it's that's what happens when you're trying to take it to that next level. And that's racing on the forefront, whether it's pulling or drag racing or anything else. If you're, not on, the Raiders, if you're not on the Raiders Edge, you're not breaking stuff, you know? You've got to be breaking things to be Either out there. you're breaking stuff or you're not winning. Yeah, and I, most of the time, I mean, I'm sure, Derek, you're like everybody else. There's 10 things you want to do from now until the end of the season, right? And it's just a matter of how many things can you get done before the timer goes up that you got to put it on the trailer and leave, right? I mean, that's yeah. just yeah, that's, that's always that's, how it goes, right? It's I, that's, that's essentially it. I mean, we, I mean, if you guys, I mean, I'm sure you maybe followed some of the stuff I was doing this winter. I mean, I worked till six o'clock almost every day, you know, in the shop, keeping the shop going, and. You know, I was here till 10 o'clock at night, and then later, like, every night for four months. That's, I mean, that's, it takes, it takes a lot. I mean, and, um, you know, without, like, some, you know, guys' help. I mean, Joel was probably, you know, obviously my biggest help. I mean, he, you know, he was here, you know, probably on average three nights a week. I mean, and we were, you know, whether or not, you know, doing whatever, he was just, you know, he was here to give a, give a helping hand and, you know, help hold stuff. And, you know, it's not like... I needed a full fabricator. It was just, you know, you guys know when you build stuff. I mean, it's nice just to have an extra hands. set of hands or, you know, an idea, you know, run stuff. Me, I, I'm really indecisive. You know, it would take me, you know, an hour looking at, well, do I want to put the bar here or do I want to put it there? And, you know, it's that that's what takes up a lot of the time, you know. I heard Barb called the shop before she'd call home to see if Joel was home or not yet, you know. <laughs> right? Yeah. <laughs> I'm like... Joel start checking his phone about 9, 30, 10. I'm like, you got to go home. And he's like, yep, got to go. <laughs> well, Derek, I did learn something. We were at a birthday party. Was it Saturday night? Can we discuss this over uh, public yeah, airways? Yeah, I mean, I think so. So I'm always wondering how I can get more barn time or how I can have more time to work on trucks. Are you really sure we can put him on the spot? Yeah, I like think so. This. Can we put you on the spot, Derek, here? Sure, go ahead. That's fine. All right. <laughs> you have so no idea what's coming. I'm doghouse what I'm trying so to do. We're, so we're sitting there, and we're all BSing, and Nicole comes up, and Derek's telling everybody, hey, buy Nicole shots. Get her drunk. I want her to be hungover as possible so I can spend more time in the barn on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the truth. That, uh, yeah, that night. Uh, that was funny. Um, yeah, need, needless to say, uh, I, that, that worked out pretty well. <laughs> I got I got up and I had uh, I made sure uh, I think Izzy was even my daughter was even sleeping in a little bit too. So I hightailed it to the barn and Joel came over around lunchtime and we had the motor out by two o'clock and assessed the damage and um, 
he left because he could t- see the tears building up behind uh, my eyelids, and uh, he's like, oh, "I'll talk to you later." Can <laughs> <laughs> you all, to yourself? We all we all went our separate ways, and it was uh, you know it was kind of a rough Sunday, but we you know we got over it. <laughs> now, can we and dare we ask, what is the damages to Blue Balls? I know it hasn't been public acknowledged yet or announced but uh is that something um, we can debut over sidetracked we're kind of keeping it a little i mean just for um you know the guys that just being respectful for the guys that fleece it's nothing it's not i i expect nothing you know we're pushing the envelope on this and my motor had the most time out of any of the six four motors that they have built um, and we should have rerung it last season, but I just ran out of time. I just there's physically I couldn't couldn't make any more time, and um, so we ended up we ended up losing a piston. Basically, what happened was we um, we pro- probably one of the top rings got weak or broke, and we just started you know getting getting all the fire around the started piston, and ended up piston. burning a hole in the side of the piston, um, scorching a rod, and we were probably really close on. I'm locking her up and spitting her rod out the block. Luckily, we didn't. Um, and we ended up doing some block damage um, because of what happened to the pistons, I think, swelled up. It, it pretty much seized in the bore and ended up doing some block damage. So we're, um, we're, not, uh, we're not looking too pretty uh, moving forward. I don't kind of got a bunch of different things going. I don't know what we're going to come out with or what we're going to do, but it's... Salvageable at all, or...? No, we pretty much got to start from uh, uh, the crank up. It's uh, it's mm. pretty hurt. So. Sorry to hear that. That is, yeah. that is a rough way to go. And, God, with all the time, I know we've all watched you on Facebook. And, you know, no drops been into the shop. I haven't had a chance to swing in there and see you guys in a long time. But, you know, we've all watched you evolve with this truck and watch it grow from something that was just – Still a daily driver, you know. You'd still go putts down on the gas station with it to yeah. now a full blown drag truck to a truck that reached monster proportions with the new turbocharger setups, with the direct, with the pulling setup on it, which looks completely badass beyond all belief. That truck is just you know, you awesome know, guys, looking. I was most excited, probably about the sled pull because the fact that you know we do got i do got some experience i mean i haven't i don't have never had a you know full on two five or a three oh truck or anything to like no, but you, you know shop what, truck. nathan drobs level or anything like that <laughs> who, who? Um, well you don't have that type of bankroll derek let's I mean, be honest uh, I, mean, nickel, I mean nickel you know nickel but wow, uh, I was really I was really excited for the slide pole because we had to put in the most effort to convert the truck to a slide pole truck. So I took you know some of the stuff. I mean, you guys see me pull my my shop truck around and you Which know is a pretty stout much truck break, in its own break, break hearts in the local street class. So we had to we had to I had to sell it so I wouldn't do that anymore. Um, and you know, kind of took a little bit of that and. I kind of have a general idea how it works and try to just apply that to the truck and with Joel's help and some other guys' help. I mean, I, I was really excited, and, and I think, like, given the chance, we had two poles. Like, I was still in third place after the whole competition pulled. You know what I mean? Everybody pulled one time. I'm still in third with a shit pole and a blown-up motor. And um, But then, you know, everyone's like, well, the weather's good. We're going to pull again. Well, 
they're, you know, I'm out because, you know, it's sitting yeah. over there full of oil. So I literally just watched everybody kind of figure out what they didn't do the first time, you know, and they made it happen the second pass and shit. I mean, guys were gaining 50 or 60 feet, you know, because they changed, you know, they, they figured it out and the track got a little bit yeah, better. Et which to me is the one thing with the ultimate call out challenge that, you know, everybody had two dyno pulls, everybody had two drag passes. But you know what? The one thing I would wish they would have kept to one was the sled pull because there's so much technique, so much finesse, so much knowledge that goes into it. Is let's see, okay, who's good on all facets? You go, out, yeah. you know, you drag race. How many? You know, Derek, you make many, many passes in a weekend. You know, when you're drag racing, dyno pulls. You go to a dyno event. You can make what three pulls for X amount of dollars. You know. Yeah. You get multiple pulls. You go sled pulling. It's silver you bullet get time. One shot. That's it. Yeah. Unless and that, you draw and that magic number one. Been. And that's and that's kind of I want to say like look and you know more of an outsider looking in. That's kind of a cool thing. And then it kind of sucks too because you know like how many times have you guys pulled or watched a pull and be like fuck man if that or if that guy would have been able to do one more pull or if I could just go out there one more time. You know what I mean? But. All that builds up, all the animosity builds up over, you know, your your break till the next event, and you just try to learn what you applied to the next one. So yeah, I mean it, it it would have been nice to just do one, and we would have been, you know, we'd have been right there. But it is what it is. I mean, I'm not going to, you know, you know, it's it's just it is what it is. It shit happens. And I don't know how, you know, if this is going to be an ongoing thing with you guys year after year after year, but the the dynamic, the the facet that. I wonder is going to come into play is like you said, this is three different events, right? And points for each one. So after you going one year, how much did you learn just about the point system? And, you know, maybe, maybe you don't want to win all three and maybe you want to set something up to win two out of the three. And how yeah. much do you think that will play down the road? You know, cause I know I listened to a podcast with Levon um, on a diesel power, diesel pod, power podcast, podcast yeah. and, you know, they sound like they had some strategy in how they entered and went into every single class to where maybe I don't want to put it on killing the dyno. I don't want to win first and blow my motor because there's two other events and I got to detune it for drag racing because, you know, these guys aren't going as fast or how, how did you guys, and it's the first time, so I'm sure you would go different, but how did you approach that from an overall event strategy? I went with a similar similar scenario how Levon did, where we felt I didn't have enough to win the dyno. We knew we were going to go go up against some big numbers, um, so I was literally just going there to be your top three or top five guy in each event, and I figured we would be really close at the end. And um, early on, we did the dyno, and I went third. So it you know, and we. I followed Ryan Milliken. Ryan did like 2,080 horsepower. I did 2,045, and we were separated by, I think, I don't know, less than 20 points or 15 points or something. It was really low. And, you know, it was like, man, the truck just made 2,000 horsepower. Do we, do we try to push it again, or do we just put this thing on the trailer and call it a day? You know what I mean? It's, <laughs> so it, it, was, it was tough being, you know, third, third dyno guy and – you know, we cracked 2,000 horse. What do you, you know, what do you do? I mean, you just, I mean, there's only been so many guys that have ever done that. So it's like, it, it was really tough on, on what to strategize. And so it's like, well, 
we made two thousand hard sets to put this thing on a trailer, and we sat in second place pretty much all the way until about five o'clock, <laughs> and then uh, then I think uh, Levon went up and knocked us back into um, third, and then I think we ended up with fifth. But all of a sudden, Rudy got on there and he made a crap load of torque and beat me by like five yeah, points. Yeah, you were sitting we first, fourth, and. Horsepower numbers, but Rudy got you on torque numbers, which dropped yeah, you back he, a little bit. Yeah, he actually fifth. got me and Ryan and bumped. Yes. I think he bumped right into third and bumped Ryan to fourth and myself fifth. So, whatever. I mean, we were all real close going in. Now, looking at the way, like talking about how Nathan was saying about the points, now, it was really close. We went into the drag strip knowing I, I knew that had to be our best event, like the drag strip, because I knew Levon's truck was faster. Whatever. No matter what you got, somebody's always going to have something faster. They're going to, you know. But I knew we should be second at the very least. And when we went out for our first our first run, both nitrous solenoids quit working um, on the line. I don't know what happened, but basically we couldn't. I couldn't spool the turbos. My converter was just a little bit tight out there. So went back, fixed it, come back out. I left soft off the line um, and ran a 946. Um, at 154 miles an hour. We were booking, um, but the damn converter bolts sheared off at 150 miles an hour. Never had that problem happen, ever. Literally, they just, I was at 4,400 RPMs on the data logger, and it hit 5,800 I seen on the, on the damn thing when it, you know, on my recorder. So we, we scrambled and um, made... You know, made the cha- made the choice to go back to the other tra- the other transmission, uh, my spare, and it wasn't a proven what I call like having a lot of time on it. You know, and obviously we rebuild the tranny all the time, but having a lot of time, I, I wasn't real confident in it, but I thought it was going to be fine, and we just fought that and ended up, you know, hurting the motor because it wouldn't shift this that and the other, but ended up third overall in the dyno event. But the way the points worked. Levon ran an 850, I ran a 940, and some other guy ran like a 938. Um, you know, there really wasn't a big gap. But then moving into the sled pull, they, that's, where, that's where the point system really got strange because you got like three points for every foot over 48 feet that you pulled. So if somebody put like 30 feet on you, they gained almost 100 points. And 100 points was a lot all said and done at the end of the day. You that seems see, really you arbitrary. You see the faces right now between four sled pullers in here, and you just said three points over 48 feet, and we're all going, huh? What the? Yeah, so did they dream up? Like, so no, you, you get pull. 20 points for first place. You <laughs> knock a point off for every place after that. Yeah, you know, like, point system. Like if you pulled 300 feet, you essentially almost got, you got like um, almost, I think you got about 850 points. So if you pulled 200. It's like the Drew Carey show. Yeah, it, it was. <laughs> Where the it, questions are made so, up and the points don't matter. <laughs> so yeah, all said and done, I mean, the points were just like, it was like, holy shit, the sled pole just meant everything. I mean, a guy that was back in like 15th place ended up like 7th. I mean, because he, he had a slow dually that made 1,400 horsepower, and he pulled 350 feet. And uh, 
well, shit, you know what I mean? It just, I mean, he, he gained like 200 points on somebody. So that was, in going into being a competitor that they actually wanted input from and, you know, they were, you know, we, you know, shit, we got there. They weren't even organized or nothing. My wife ended up running the damn dyno for half the day, scoring it and getting everything, getting all their ducks in a row because she was the only one, because they had, they had nothing. They didn't even have like a pen and paper. They were just like, oh, so, wow. I, I think they yeah. I think they need to rethink that point structure because quite honestly on the sled pull, the sled operator is the guy who has every single one of you by the balls. Yeah, absolutely. He puts a he puts a hammer load in that sled and none of you are going anywhere. Yeah, and it was I mean the, I mean they were get this guys. I mean you're you're I'm you guys I know you're how big a sled pulling guys you are. So anyway, they set the sled up. The so basically the Northwest Dino Dino circuit and sled pulling is way, way different than it is over here. Oh, yes. Actually, I heard they stories set, about that sled, the sled before up. the event they, even happened. They, they called them their 2.5 trucks. They pulled up this, like, rusty old second gen with a stock VP on it. I mean, I'm talking, <laughs> like, like, 350 horsepower top. No bullshit. So they let this thing run out to about 300... 300 feet or 270 feet and we're all like just flipping a shit because like well we're gonna pull it all the way down the track you know what i mean if this i mean i asked them you know i was being a little smart ass and i go what's this truck here for you know what i mean they're like that's our test truck i'm like this is your test truck and they're like yeah i'm like oh my god and i just walked away <laughs> so i let them go on their test i let them start testing and they, you know, they literally, you know, they pulled it out, and they're like, yeah, we got it set. And finally, um, I went down, and I think I got Chase, or Chase was walking up. I said, dude, they don't know what the hell they're doing. And um, so pretty much, you know, because if those guys were going to run out to 300 feet, shit, we're going to pull it all the way down the track. You know what I mean? They You're going to get 600 feet going. Yeah. Where's the next turn? <laughs> Yeah. yeah, you only had yeah, eighteen hundred horse on him. We, <laughs> we, we had a source out there who knows that sled, and he kind of clued us in that that yeah. was going to be a problem. <laughs> yeah, and it and it and it was. I mean, they so basically they we got them to pull that truck down at about one hundred and fifty feet, uh, or about one hundred and twenty-five, and they you know they we were happy with it. Like, all right, well, we'll see how it goes. So. It was uh, the sled pulling was definitely very interesting because out there. That that could have gotten honestly downright deadly. It could have been at dangerous at that point yeah. because I mean, all it that that sets you up for a runaway sled situation. You guys get accelerating that thing with the power you're making. You had the potential to hit ground speed, you know, 30, so, 32 miles an hour. More with, than that, I mean, if you're talking difference between a three hundred horse truck versus a twenty one hundred horsepower truck. I mean, you're looking. Yeah, I'm saying 35, 40 miles an hour down. A yeah, track I don't know if you had enough that. gearing for that, but still, I it mean, was, and, you know, going back, like if I would have got a second pull, I would have pulled high range, like nobody's business. I couldn't. I could. Rob is making faces. <laughs> I didn't know they made Superman capes. In that size. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, wait, it was, Halloween was costume big, store. Never mind. <laughs> Kid section. That was such, that was such a big debate. Because you know, what do we go with? Do we go with low range? Low range. Everybody knows it'll you know it'll work, right? Low range works every time. You know, you might not you know be happy with it, but it'll work. And looking at the wheel speed that I had and the RPM the truck was running, 
you know, it was just pissed right off, and it probably would have been fine, you know, in, like, second-year high converter lock, and uh, I wish... I wish I would have been. I wish I would have done that personally. My first pull, but that, okay. right, right until All the right. bottom shaft comes out on the ground. <laughs> was, yeah. You know what, Derek? Next time I see, you, I'm going to hand you a Superman patch just for that mindset. <laughs> <laughs> well, and I guess the question everybody has: so the 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 difference or the major contributor to a sled puller is to get the truck as heavy as possible. Mm-hmm. Right. I know where you're going with yeah, this, and I, I wanted to ask this question. And, and, and in drag racing, it's as light as possible yeah. and in dynoing you don't care i guess you want as much on the back maybe right how does that all work with the weight and how much work well, what, did you have to do to, you take have a, to go through to do that i mean taking a size eight. limitations for weight boxes i mean what last time i heard your truck is just under six thousand pounds empty i think it's no, even lighter than that we're uh we're 5600 with me sitting in the driver's seat so I'm so about you know, 5450 50. with you on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're like 5450, 50, you know, with empty. And um, what we ended up doing is I had um, the weight box set up, and I think the weight box was probably about 300. So we basically put 1,200 pounds in the weight box on the nose, um, and we put about 200 pounds. Um, Right behind my seat um, in the cab, we had some room. We put about 200 pounds back there, and we had a weight of about 82, I think we were 82.50 or 82.40 uh, with the tires, you know, everything set up um, the way, you know, with my with the sled pole bars and everything, and we had a max of 85. But I was content. I was real happy. If I could be 8,082, I really didn't think for what I was doing, 200 extra pounds was probably going to make – you know much of a difference and you know what that leads me into my question i had is i mean you've got a drag set up i mean your final drives things like that are final drives did you have set for a sled pulling high torque high weight application bump like stops that. No, and we not to mention I mean, you're running like duels I mean, that you've we never were, run you know we were we were balling on a budget on some of the stuff like you know i know <laughs> some of, some of some of my buddies and other competitors, I mean, they, you know, they went to the big ass axles in the back, full spool. I mean, it was going to cost me about twenty five hundred, twenty eight hundred dollars to do the rear end. Well, I I ran all last season with a factory everything in the rear, limited slip everything, like it was all factory, and uh, my truck always would go to the left, like because of the limited slip, the way it would work, it always just torque over, and um, so I said I wasn't spending $2,500 and because I wanted to do a nine inch in the rear. I want to convert the truck to, you know, a full drag truck. So I handed the, you know, I said, AJ, what would you do? He's like, I weld that some bit. <laughs> <laughs> what, what do they so call that? I, uh, locker I by Lincoln? Miller locker, depending <laughs> on which brand you own. <laughs> so, uh, I said, all right, let's do it. So, you know, probably Please tell me you didn't weld the ring to the pinion. <laughs> what did you say? Please tell me he didn't weld the ring to the pinion. <laughs> no, no, no. We, we, just, we, <laughs> we just welded up. You know, it, I, he spent about, man, an hour and a half, two hours on it and a half a spool of wire, and that son of a bitch probably gained 20 pounds. <laughs> <laughs> He said he he handed it back and he said here he ain't, he's a 
He goes, this ain't going to break, but something else might. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, what was your concern? I mean, you're bolting all trains, which that truck hasn't had on it maybe since before it got wrecked. (laughs) Right. And now you're strapping an extra set on the rear, and you're hooking up to a 30,000-pound boat. Yeah, and by what the way, are you praying I, I mean, for the I, most to stay together? <laughs> I pretty much knew we were pushing it in the trailer after the sled pull. Um, <laughs> I was hope I was hoping because of a lack of uh, axle shafts and not a lack of uh, RPM, <laughs> to say the least. And uh, we, you know, I was concerned. I mean, I, I literally thought it was going to, you know, break an axle shaft or whatever. But I mean, shit, I even left my. Um, you know, CCI driveline right next door to my shop, they build all of our drive shafts um, for our customer trucks, and they built me a one-piece aluminum, you know, for my drag truck to save a little weight and just, uh, um, you know, a nice drive shaft. And I was almost tempted to, you know, to pull that thing out and put in our steel one, but I said, ah, whatever, if it breaks, we'll fix it. And uh, so we, we ran that, and I, I literally, the only thing that we changed was uh, we took the, the Caltrax off and we put, um, you know, basically regular traction bars on or sled pull bars, whatever you may call it. I was going to um, ask you, did on, you have something in the back to, to put in bump stops or whatever so it wouldn't Yeah, yeah, and... we, we put in bump stops. We set, you know, we set the frame up where we had, a you know, a nice rake uh, going to the front. And um, it's, I mean, it, it worked. I mean, like, I would love to come sled pull. I mean, like... You know, it, it might, you know, maybe bring, after this drag racing thing in another year. Bring it. We'll, we'll let you out. run a demo pull. Go ahead. I've, no, I've I, got a pull lined up right now, Derek. I'm going to swing into the shop uh, later on. Mm-hmm. Uh, next couple weeks, I want to talk to you about making that happen. So. Yeah, and I, I would have to say, uh, I've never seen Derek's truck look better, for one, in the <laughs> no, picture. No, oh, that, I, that, I, that I, thing the whole, so I, sexy. Rob loved that thing all just, I mean, it really did look good. I mean, you I, should I don't see it's a screensaver like, on his phone right now. The promo it, picture we <laughs> used to, t- to promote this interview tonight is of that thing just, you know, all in full glory pulling and looks awesome. Well, I was going to say, Derek, how much, this is what everybody wants to know in this room. Your profile picture got changed, I think, about two days ago. Okay. I don't follow his profile okay. that well, closely, Drab. Well, I, mean, I do. I know you. Is that know. where it's on? Was it was on fire? Or yeah, are we pulling? you're in fire. So oh, we want to okay, know yeah. how much did that picture cost? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, let's just say I added it up, and you know we get we get some sponsorship help from like Diamond and guys, but literally I added it up, and it's probably a, about a seventeen thousand dollar hit. That's not as bad of a number as no. I thought I was going to hear. I was well, figuring got, we were going to be mid I mean, five digits. No, with, <laughs> I know I mean, you're balling comment. on a budget. We know, we know. <laughs> with with a comment, well, I don't know. I mean, it might be a little light because I think my head's drunk too. Um, but so I don't know. Ben's got to get to work on another head now. <laughs> that's about five grand too. So you know, whatever. I mean, do we really? I mean, it's just it's just numbers. <laughs> <laughs> like I've said before, it's cheaper than hookers. Oh boy. <laughs> yeah, it's you know, it, it's something. I mean, it's it's all in fun. I mean, looking back, what I have, I probably still did the same thing because the fact is, you know, least you know, I you know, what would you guys do? I mean, if you were in second, I mean, you would no you would regrets. probably yeah. no regrets. You know, you, know, you would probably pull. I mean, you you just say, you know, what, what are you going to do? It's like, I don't I don't want to give up. I mean, we drove no. all, you know, we drove shit four thousand miles. 
Well, Derek, I, I know my tractor isn't nearly as hot as your truck, but Charles knows last year I had a head gasket going on mine the first yeah. pull of the season. Uh-huh. The last time I quit caring about, you know, the moment I quit worrying about that engine is where I heard clunk. All right, tighten her up. There was no care given. Yeah, it was either ZFG. She, e- either she either she seizes up or hydrolocks, or we make a pass. One or the other. I don't care. We're going down the track. Yeah, there's been there's been plenty of times that we've told stories. Oh, you and Snickle, God, yeah, we've that's been there. And it's like it's like you know you're you, you're going back in the pits and it's a pull off and you want to beat a certain person. I'm not going to name here, but. You know, and you you shut it off, and you're like, "All right, let's start it." You can't start it. The engine's 230 degrees. And you need to start it with ether, and you're like, "Obviously, there's something wrong here." <laughs> but if you can just keep running on ether until the starting line, until we can get up to 3,000 RPMs, and you don't need ether anymore, let it go. I mean, that's just what you do, right? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's uh, it's all in good fun. I mean, we're you know, like I said, we'll. I don't know what the future holds right now. I don't know if you know. If the new motor will, uh, if we'll, if we'll paint the block, or it's just going to come shiny, um, I'm not real sure uh, what what we're going to do. I mean, if I'm going to just take off the rest of the season and concentrate on the business, which we're just overly busy, um, yeah, or try to, try to make a dance, try to make a dance for. I really want to put the Super Street record in the eights before we cut the truck up because I feel I really don't feel there's anyone out there that has a better super street truck than i do that has the power plant well had the power plant i should say (laughs) Um, so i'd i'd really like to get that record down in the eights maybe like you know 890 880 something and i think it would be tough for someone to beat it's it's very beatable where it's at at nine and a quarter because the following weekend last year i went uh, what two and a half or almost three tenths faster in the eighth mile um, than we did when we ran 925. So right there, it would have been about a 9.0 to an 8.90 pass. You know what I mean? All day long, but we just we fought traction down at in Texas. So um, and then on that 9.46 pass we did this year, um, I'm usually five to six tenths faster in the eighth mile than what we ran on that 9.40 pass. Which would have put me right around an 885 or an 890 again. So I mean, we're, the truck's going to go fast. We just got to get the damn thing to not, you know, to just apply everything at that given time. Well, how long do we have till Nicole gets her own diesel play truck? <laughs> oh man, I don't. You know, she's. <laughs> she, if, long as you don't ask her about the shop truck, and we will, we'll have a good marriage. Man, she is still. She is pissed at me for selling that. Well, thing. I can't blame her there because you went to replace the shop truck with a Ford to begin with. Yeah, we got rid of that real quick. We don't even need to talk about it. I, that's <laughs> why I just brought it up in passing. Well, I know too. I can tell you when we I had... was pissed you got rid of shop truck because that was a mean hey, truck hey, you guys at any local at, pool uh, you came to. Not Goodles, but um, at uh, um, Burville. Oh, Burville, yeah. You know your guys' event there. The owner of the shop truck went to watch the truck. Um, he was buying it on Monday, and we beat the shit out of it. On, <laughs> That's right. It Saturday was that Monday. Monday he bought it. Sunday you were pulling it yeah, and drag what, racing it. What kind of warranty came with that truck? I want to know after that Sunday. <laughs> None, man. <laughs> 
<laughs> now, I remember so, we, we were that talking. Kid, that, that kid loves that thing, and I I don't know why I sold it. I was retarded. I mean, I only got like twelve grand for it. I mean, and the damn thing was almost 700 horse and just broke hearts everywhere it went. You I mean, gave that away. No kidding. <laughs> well, I remember, yeah, I know. I remember me and Andrew were announcing, and, man, we could see Nicole smile from ear to ear every time she passed the finish line on the diesel oh, drag. On and the she was drags. like, oh, she's going to lose it. She's going to hit the berm. She didn't care. She was all in <laughs> no. it all the way. I had a laugh. All the way. I, I told her, don't let off. <laughs> I walked down there because we were just drunk by that point. <laughs> Not that that ever happens, but no. I've got the wireless mic in my back pocket. And she's sitting behind the seat. She goes, don't you come up to me with that thing on. Stay away. <laughs> don't you come up and do... All right, fine, Nicole. I'm not, not going to push it. <laughs> she scares me more than you, Derek. I mean, you got to be honest there. <laughs> so I think, th- I think this is a good segue and, you know, a plug for DNR. But yeah. you say you don't know when the truck is going to be done. But what's going to happen in September if that truck isn't running? Oh, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah. We do need to bring uh, that up. Lawyer. We do need to bring that up. So, obviously, we have our, you know, our dyno event, which has pretty much been, I mean, I don't want to take any thunder away from anything else that goes around, but I'm almost going to call it, you know, one of the premier events, diesel events, and, you know, for what we have going on. Yes, we haven't incorporated blood pulling yet, <laughs> but we're, we're going to make a valid effort to try so this year. We know um, a couple but, guys I mean, who can help you with that. You know, 2,000, 2,500 plus people and just, you know, a madhouse, the dyno selling out in, you know, a half hour. So we, the the dyno event and drag event now, and hopefully we can bring in sled pulling um, is, you know, just it's become something that we, you know, me, me and Nicole have kind of dreamed of. And it's it's mainly her baby. Without Without her, we would just be a bunch of dudes, you know, unorganized, and, you know, we'd have 500 people there. So she's pretty much done, you know, everything to bring it where it is. And obviously, you know, the you know like the business and some of the following that, you know, that maybe my truck brings, it helps. But, you know, it takes a good woman to keep things organized, as you guys know. Probably don't want to admit it, but it, it does. <laughs> so um. what, what we're talking about, for those of you who don't know, DNR Dino and Drag Days Milan Dragway down south uh, Dundee, uh, southern, south central, I guess, southeastern Michigan. Southeast Michigan. Um, September 10th, if I remember right, Derek, yep, for this year? Yep, yep September 10th. Um, get there early because I haven't been down there yet, but, I mean, from what I've been told, it's just an amazing event. And I wanted to go down there this year, but, unfortunately, I'm committed to a wedding, so I got I got it's not my own. I've already gone through that. Because I was hoping to take the 6.5 turbo diesel down there and uh, take home the lowest horsepower. <laughs> he, he wants to get one of those 20-second uh, time slips, too. Yeah, you can have 2,000 horses and still get one of those, right? <laughs> yeah. Yes, you can. <laughs> oh, yep. God. So, yeah, the dyno event's going to be, um, hopefully, you know, hopefully it's going to be a good, a good show where... We're on the fence whether or not we're going to bring in two dinos this year because we a lot had a lot of I don't want to say pissed off people, but just you know people that were upset that they couldn't dino and um, literally there's nothing we can do. I mean you know I wasn't expecting the dino to sell out in literally a half hour, um, so it's 
you know, and it, that's tough because, I mean, we had, you know, I was even turning away, you know, some of our own good customers. So we're going to try to probably bring in two dyno events. We're going to set up vendor row a lot different um, this year. We got, um, what else? Uh, a lot of Slide my point. fellow racers, you know, that um, we've, we travel the series with kind of already committed to coming. So we're going to try to um, also have a little bit bigger of a pro street class where last year, um, it was we were real, real early on in the season, and everybody broke. Like, literally, I didn't have one problem with my truck for the longest time, and we lost a CP3 at my own event. And <laughs> go figure. Um, and I screwed around with that thing all day. Ruined my whole day because I was screwing around worrying about my darn truck. And so, yeah, get this. Last year, I go home. I, I, I go home, unload the truck out of the trailer on Sunday. I had my truck fixed in a half hour where I dicked around with it all day. <laughs> I had swarms of people and just questions, and I couldn't think straight, and I didn't, you know, I kept thinking it was something else, and I go home, and I'm like, it's got to be the pump. I pulled the, I pulled the gear pump off in the back of the pump. Sure shit, it's broke. I put a different CP3 on it. I go out and drive the thing on the road, and I about put it in the ditch because um, it went left, it went right, and I about soiled my pants. And it was that time there that I decided that I wasn't driving the truck on the road anymore um, <laughs> because I, I seen every every which side of 32-mile road ditches, and I, I was done. So needless to say, um, you know, there's only so much power you can apply to a, <laughs> to, to, 30, to, to regular uh, asphalt. No prep. Yeah, no, no prep, prep drag yeah. racing. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, sh- same, uh, shamelessly self-promote a little bit. How can how can people find DNR Customs? Um, well, we you know we're primarily a uh, I would say performance slash um, you know diesel repair shop. We got a mixed. We do a mixed variety. You know, it seems like some days we all we do is repair, and some days all we do is performance. Um, whether it be we p- primarily do only diesel. Um, if you bring me your your gas truck to to put a tuner on, I'm probably we're, I'm probably going to look at you like I don't know what you're talking about. I have a hard time selling, uh, you know, expensive things to gas gas guys because it's kind of like a false hope. You know, we we sell them a five hundred dollars. They gain ten horsepower, and I, I I just I can't physically do that. Be and and I, that's what I tell them, and they just look out, and I think they leave upset every time. But I you know we can sell a diesel guy five hundred dollars worth of stuff, and he makes two hundred horse and you know, breaks his trans in two weeks. So it's easier. Uh, <laughs> good, good for business. <laughs> yeah, it's much better for business. Well, well, Derek, um, Derek, on that note, I, I heard what... Now, I know it's a big thing in diesel uh, motorsports. How much does the DNR sticker p- make, horsepower-wise? Um, It's a good 50. I mean, it's, <laughs> the front, the front, you know, the front, the front windshield or, you know, is, is a good 50, the small decals in the back. I mean, you know, there was a point a year or two ago, people, that's all people thought is we put on stickers. I mean, so we ran with it. You know, we just said we had a bay just for sticker installs. Uh, <laughs> for a while there. But, you know, we, you know, we turn, you know, I got a great group here and we we turn a lot of trucks i mean we just you know we don't advertise and we just there's just a lot of trucks and i would say you know 10 percent or less even get a sticker um and there's a lot of there's a lot of them out there but you know we're, we turned 
you know, thousands of trucks, I would say. Missing out on some extra boost. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So, I mean, it's been, it's been good. I mean, we, you know, we're right now, it's, it's just a dance between keeping, you know, current customers happy that you have their vehicle. Um, somebody that's scheduled and somebody that's calling in for work. So it's kind of just a dance right now to try to just keep everybody happy because um, we are a bit backed up, and it's it's been that way for a long time. Like, a big thing that we get a lot of new customers, you know, they they call, well, how long is it going to be before we can get in, you know, and it's it's tough. I hate I hate that part about the business where, you know, I'm, I tell somebody it's going to be two weeks before we can work on it. It's kind of a ball buster for them, um, but... You know, there again, you know, like, you know, we work off a referral basis. So it just, it, you know, we just, we just get booked up. I, I really only want to keep two or three guys working on my shop floor with myself because we can still control like the quality of work that, that leaves the shop. And that's, that's the most important thing. Like some days, you know, you might not be able to get me on the phone, but I'm out there with the guys. We're trying to make sure the trucks are done right. And, you know, if, whether it's just test driving when it's done, giving it a once-over and making sure it's good because, you know, we can do 100 perfect jobs, but all it takes is a couple and, you know, you're, you know, you're no good. So we try to just, we try to just limit, limit that, and that to me is more important than, you know, having the guys, excuse me, stand around and, you know, where's the next truck or, you know, why don't we have a truck to work on because, you know, I have – five or six mechanics sitting around i I was just i like keeping it a little bit smaller scale and just stay staying busy that's that's kind of the important thing to me yeah and i mean i i agree with what you're saying from a business sense and i got a little derrick rose story that i'll share with you goes back and it kind of encompasses the whole thing but uh Uh back to when i don't know what year did you start the dino event um at Grosso's Trucking over there in Columbus, yeah, about five or six years ago now. It was, I think. It, I think. Well, yeah, I think it's. I think this is going to be our fifth year. So either four or five years ago, we okay. started the Adino event. And yeah, it's funny. I remember the first time I heard about it. You know, I was a truck puller at that time, and he said, "Hey, drive you going to the the, the DNR Dino?" And I said, "DNR Dino? Who's DNR? I've I've seen some stickers. Like, hey, it's the guy that makes the uh, Gen One trans switches." You know? yeah, right, and I mean that's yeah. how that's how I still oh remember Derek Rose, yes. you know. So I mean, I just figured I'd share that story. I haven't, and, I haven't seen know. one of the ads for one of them in a long time. <laughs> and, uh, you know what's funny, guys? We sell the hell out of those things. Um, still out of state. I probably move. I don't know. I would say on average ten to fifteen, maybe even twenty plus a week. Still. Wow! Um, really. Yeah. I know there's that many gen ones out there still. <laughs> and, we'll, and we'll sell, we'll probably sell one to Michigan customer every couple months. They all no. they all go out of state. That's because so, the ones um, here don't live long enough. They get the cancer no, they're, and they're done. They're, they're all dead. So you're, you're all, I mean, most of them are all I dead. I can only think of one good running one right now, and you guys both went to his wife's birthday party <laughs> the other day. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, it's, I mean, it, it's been good. It's been, it's, you know, we, I literally started the business from nothing, just, you know, doing, you know, just being a complete noob to, you know, what we're doing now. And it's, it's been great. I mean, it's constantly, you know, you're constantly learning. Um, that's, that's the biggest thing where, you know, every day we're, you know, we're constantly, you know, there's so much new technology out there and, 
Um, you know, you're, it's, it's trying to keep up with everything. That's, I would say, is probably the tough part is, you know, there's so many different, you know, small companies like myself that are just focusing on just one avenue of, you know, a particular brand, and it's tough to you know, just tough to stay up on everything that's going on. So we just, we just do our best and that's all, that's all you can ask for. I mean, we just try to keep our heads high and, and put out, put out good work and whether or not we can do every job or, you know, we, we've been losing a lot of jobs because we're so busy, but people are like, eh, you know, I, I understand if you can't, you know, if you can't wait two, three weeks, I mean, you know, your truck's broke, you got to get it fixed. So. Well, we're down to our final question for you, and, and Drew kind of let you know on the front end what it was going to be. Heroes and legends, any names that jump out to you from – Doesn't we won't even limit you to polling. It could be anybody that, that's been influential on you in uh, coming up through motorsports. I would say um, – I mean, like I said, I, I don't want to discredit anything for the sled polling stuff that you guys have been – like, I just – it's not it's not as big of my thing as what – you know, like, I grew up racing motocross. So um, it's you know it's still still all the same thing, but sled pulling. I mean, you know, I grew up watching. You know, and I would say grew up, but went to all the sled pulls and was like, man, I will never ever have something as cool as what you know, like when Drab and Nickel were pulling. You know, four you know four or five even it's probably even six seven years ago now. It's been a while, and um, you know, and then with you know Tony and his badass Duramax. I mean, that was. When you know it was, it was always really cool watching that rivalry, and that was as much as sled pulling that I ever ever really got into it. When we go to our big events, um, I was always more into the drag racing, and the big thing for me probably was five years ago at maybe even four years ago at TS. Um, just watching from the sidelines, I had a you know an 800 horsepower truck at the time. It was my daily driver. Watching um, you know the shide you know, the red, the red truck, um, you know, at that time it was probably only running like 920s, 930s, which was fast as hell back then. But listening to that, you know, that mechanical 12, 12 valve just, you know, come to life and that son of a bitch blew all four tires off halfway down the track, sideways, letting the hammer out, you know, running a 920. And that was probably... I would say that, you know, that point in time, I was like, man, if I could have something that cool to race against, you know, I think it was Seth Sullivan, um, who's, you know, piloting that truck. Um, and we just, we put our head down and kind of, uh, you know, when I, whenever I go line up against Seth, you know, in that shy truck, I kind of always think back to that time on the fence at TS watching that truck. And I'm like, man, I cannot believe I'm racing this guy. And, some bitch still drives right around me with that old 12 out. <laughs> but uh, you know, it's it's really cool. I I've, I almost beat him a couple times. Um, it was it was really close. But you know, he's got a lot more horsepower than us, and uh, it's it's really cool racing him though. I know my first memory of Derek Rose was at Goodles for the St. Clair 4H Youth Fair. This is probably four or five years ago. Adam Higgins still at Moby. And you guys had just debuted the pink uh, uh, breast cancer shirts. Oh, yeah. And all I'm going around is, who the hell are these guys running around with these goddamn diesel trucks with these pink shirts on? And then you guys came and blew the doors off and put me right in my place. So. I think uh, Adam won that night, didn't he? Adam, yeah, Adam, did, yeah. Adam, had, Adam ended up winning. We had... Um, 
I don't even know. That was, uh, I was just, we were, we were struggling with tuning on my truck. I remember um, I actually had a bad, um, what the hell was it? I think a bad, uh, a bad uh, fuel, fuel pressure regulator on a CP3, and the damn thing was not fueling, or else I would have kicked his ass. <laughs> <laughs> I, I hope he's listening. Oh, he will be. Whatever you guys hear it. Whatever you guys hear it. But, yeah, that was... Uh, he won, he won there pretty good. But I think we ended up getting them uh, the follow at Armada was when we ended up uh, we ended up getting yeah. you know we ended up doing really good. I think it was the same year um, where my truck you know the whole debate where it had compound turbos you know the whole street legal class debate which I'm sure you guys know all about all the yeah time. considering we got the tech official sitting across from me now and was that the mega right at the yeah. time yeah that was that, that was the mega that was the, mega, the yeah. infamous mega yeah that was the mega so. Derek, thank you for coming on with us tonight. I ask you to hold on for a minute once we wind this up here. But uh, once again, Derek Rose, uh, guy who did quite well with, in the Ultimate Callout Challenge and uh, owner of DNR Customs, thank you for coming on with us here tonight. Yeah, we'll be. Hey, yeah, go ahead, Derek. Thanks, guys. I really appreciate the opportunity, and it's it's been fun. I mean, you know the listener base here is huge, Derek. So you might get one more one new customer out of this. Yeah, there's like I think 50 we're up people to five, listen to five listeners, so we're doing good. So <laughs> that's great. All right, hang on the line for a second, Derek. Yeah, okay. With that, Thanks. we're gonna take a break. This is sidetracked on pulling radio network. Have you been injured or think you've been injured? Contact the law offices of Dewey, Screwman, and Howe. Auto accident, medical malpractice, slip and fall, dog bite, asbestos, your boss is a jerk. Nothing worth reading in the paper, some swamp gas bent the sun's rays and erased your mind? Sit down with our friendly professional staff for a free confidential consultation and cross-examination. Seriously, how can be downright mean? Let the law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe decide who should pay and how much. It could even be you. No, it'll definitely be you. The law offices of Dewey, Screwham, and Howe. Call 888-555-1234 or online at www.sidetrackpulling.com. That's 888-555-1234 or www.sidetrackpulling.com. Dewey, Screwham, and Howe are not officially licensed attorneys and are obnoxious subsidiary of Sidetrack LLC. No guarantees implied, not available in any areas. Lots of restrictions will apply. Celebrity voice impersonated. Paid for by Ricky Bobby for Congress. All right, and we're back with Sidetrack. I'm pulling radio network. With your host Armstead, Post, Job, Booms, and Meyer. <laughs> yeah, I mean, hey, this is the first five-host show on Pulling Radio Network. And we brought in a guest. Yeah, we got our own gang. We are trendsetters. Does this make me a groupie? Yeah. Yeah, you're mm-hmm. something, all right. <laughs> no, Evan's a groupie, because Evan just goes, hey, can I stop by? You were, hey, you want to come host? Evan's like, hey... I'm not yeah, an open mic, I'll slam by. <laughs> so Evan's our groupie. I asked for an open mic, but I don't use it. I just sit here silently. <laughs> you did unmute him, thank God. <laughs> so, wow. Good interview tonight. I'm happy. Decent. Really good. It was a short interview. No, the the guest was short. <laughs> <laughs> Ah, the Mike's hard lemonades he put away. I, how how I mean, like, what's the biggest quantity you can buy? Mark's timeline is it a six pack? Twenty four. You can you, can? A, you can buy a case of them. And how many flavors? Assorted flavors, so four flavors, <laughs> so six per. 
He probably had enough by the time the interview was over that he was trying to spray that engine block with a can and he was drinking the spray bottle instead. <laughs> sure, run again, I'm telling you. <laughs> One more makes her. Oh, that's black cherry. That tastes good. <laughs> Nicole, no. Nicole, I've had three Mike's lemon, hard lemonades. I need a ride home. <laughs> <laughs> wow. You want an oil pan redone and now you can kiss that goodbye. <laughs> yeah, that's like a $3,000 job, isn't it? <laughs> it will be. Really? Did I tell you about the time that I was at Nichols' place and we were putting his truck back together and he redid his oil pan? It, he had a clearance issue with the front axle pumpkin. So he gets out the plasma and just cuts the damn thing. And then he, in the back of the shop, he's got an old road sign. He cuts out a patch, <laughs> welds it in, and it looks... Sorry, Steve. It looked like shit. So then he's slathering gallons of JB Weld on it to make it smooth. <laughs> as far as I know, it's probably still the pan that's under that truck today. <laughs> <laughs> If it works, it works. Right? <laughs> so with that, we're going to keep our episode a little shorter tonight. I yep. mean, God, I, I know my voice was hurting after four hours last week. Oh, my God. I will swallow my dissertation until next week. My ears are hurting after four hours last week. Oh, you can turn the volume down. Oh, wow, really? Oh, really? Sorry. That's what uh, I meant, the volume. You're going to have to hand back that, you're gonna have to hand that check back that we gave you for listening, so... And anybody else who's waiting on their check, they're in the mail. Just don't cash them till next Tuesday. So with that, my name's Armstead. My name is Posh. And I'm Drab. And this is Booms. And this is Meyer. So so long. That was wonderful. Bravo. I loved that. Oh, it was great. Well, it was pretty good. Well, it wasn't bad. Well, there were parts of it that weren't very good, It could have been a lot better. I didn't really like it. It was pretty terrible. It was bad. It was awful. It was terrible. Get him away. Hey, boo. Boo. Get out my trailer. I want you out.